on all things nerdy where we do crazy crap like beatbox and talk about comic books and video games and movies and books and stuffs and things. Listen to us every week as we talk about your favorite nerdy fandoms. Jake is wrong! <sighs> oh, they got me pretty good. We are here. That was an ambush, man. That was messed up. <laughs> Scaring me like that. So, welcome to Comic Talk 616, the podcast on all things nerdy. Uh, today, we have uh, Matt and Steve. In the evening. In the evening. Because we know what time it is. Uh, we are indeed recording this in the evening. Uh, and un- we are in a fun time for... Uh, Comic book stories. Uh, the fun time is there's not a lot. <laughs> it's that time of the year. There's a lull. Uh, we've kind of hit that officially, but we will go through a couple of the stories that we did find. Just note some of these kind of veer off of our normal topics a touch, but they are. But as far least- as ones that don't go, well, well, let's start with this one. Marvel has already revealed their free comic book day comics. Oh, for next, yeah. What for is that? May? Yeah, from May 2023. Um, yeah, which <clears throat> it says, a, uh, yeah, May 6th. Um, it There's a lot to this. Like, so they're having a, they're kind of spoiling some things a little bit because they have some of these comic books. So uh, Avengers slash X-Men co- number one, which is the first thing they have listed on here. Um, obviously that means that, uh, they stay friends after the, um, Avengers X-Men Eternals event that is currently going on. (laughs) Apparently they have another Spider-Man Venom book. Um, apparently they're laying the groundwork for a big event called the Summer of Symbiotes, which I, I kind of like that. Yeah, uh, I I like that. I think that name's that like the name's pretty catchy, and I like Spider Man stuff. So sounds symbiotic. It does. It really does. Um, there's going to be Marvel Voices number one. Uh, Spotlight's creators brought around in Marvel's diverse and ever evolving universe. Um, I'm yeah, I'm cool with them getting this because like I. I do like that Marvel. Uh, one of the things that Marvel does do, at least they try to have, they do try to feature some other diversity. I know that they don't always do it in the best way, but with this, I really, uh, they, I really think that Marvel voices actually did okay. Um, and then they have Spidey and Friends number one. Uh, <clears throat> so we have Spidey, Ghost Spider, Miles Morales, uh, and they're facing off against the Green Goblin and Doc Ock. The Spidey and Friends thing is kind of fun because it's kind of a play on Spider-Man and his amazing friends. The uh, cartoon from the, I believe, the early 90s or early 90s, late 80s. Uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. Um, 
it's kind of a Disney Junior show, but it does introduce them to characters that are still pretty important to Marvel Comics early with their younger shows. I kind of like that, but I also, you know, I understand it's not for everybody. It's really for kids like five, like five year old kids. Little young, so it's five to seven, I believe, is what it's supposed to be. But I do like that they're introducing stuff early like this for comics for kids. Because sometimes, uh, <clears throat> sometimes you see the comics that are set up for, like, the Marvel comics that are set up for kids, and they're kind of boring. Just because they're, like, just featuring one, one character, and they don't do anything innovative at all. With these, they actually are going to do something a little different. So... If you are reading the Summer of Symbiotes event, you can actually like, you know, you can read with your nephew, kids, your kids, your nephews, your family member. Um, <clears throat> the art isn't entirely finalized, but it's looking pretty excited. So those are the four big ones. I'm sure they will have some more depending on their events coming out. But it, like I said, it does kind of spoil a few small things that are interesting that they're going to spoil it like that. Uh, I will also say in the world of comics, and we're kind of like, we're kind of doing this in like reverse order. Uh, in the world of comics, uh, Image Comics is bringing their um, their digital or catalog to Library Pass. So basically everything that is currently in their digital catalog, which is a lot of comics. Right. There, are, you know, there are some creator-owned comics that don't, or some rights that they don't ha have any longer to produce digital comics. But I mean, that's mostly like that's The Walking Dead, Invincible. That's um, that's Saga. Um, that's Kickass. Like that's a lot of pretty big comic stories that you know, from basically number three in the comics industry. You know, it's not DC, it's not Marvel, but it's... They have a lot of They titles. have a ton of titles. They're one of the, you know, they're... I'd say number three and, like, number three of all... Mm, in, three or four. Three it or, depends. Uh, Them or Dark Horse. Yeah, they're... Well, well so see, Dark Horse has got... These, yeah. Actually, so, I don't know. They're at least within the top five. I can yeah. easily, say, easily say that. They're either three, four, yeah, three or four. And, like, in that, if you had to rank comic book companies... They're pretty big. I mean, so them putting their stuff out for library pass is pretty insane. Mm -hmm. I do hope that they do some age checking, maybe for uh, The Walking Dead, especially maybe also Invincible. I assume these are usually in the like older, like teen, older teen sections. That's generally where they put them, but. They got to be careful that because like The Walking Dead, not for kids, <laughs> like the comics in the first. I, I have. Right. The, I had the first uh, had the first <laughs> trade uh, that my or the first four comics that my uncle gave me. And yeah, it was very much not not a kid story. Uh, also, a lot of murder that gets shown. It's not cut away from. Kind of like the Walking Dead TV show. Yeah, but it was it's based worse. on it. Arguably, it's worse. It's more dire. Arguably, like the yeah. TV show at least like has some hope. Your uh, fake could soon be three D printed. Why is that, that playing through there? Stop I, it! Oh, 
Not sure. Sorry. No, you're good. I was looking at another story here that's not quite in our wheelhouse, but oh. I might as well mention it. Sure. There's a company that is now oh, the, 3D printing meat. I saw that. I mean, that's a little out of our wheelhouse. We're nerds. Uh, it's so we, we, we like 3D printing stuff. I mean, yeah. Uh, 3D printing and a steak is actually kind of neat. It's weird, for sure. Yeah. It's beyond weird. But I mean, hey, uh, who who amongst us hasn't gone to the dollar store and bought that weird dollar steak? Could that be any better? I know you haven't. You and your... <laughs> You're eating real food. <laughs> <laughs> you and your eating real food and having... I don't know, standards. pride and self pride standards. Standards, <laughs> pride, t- standards, dignity, pride, and self-control. <laughs> I okay, so I what I don't get is how, the texture. How can the texture be any good with 3D printed meat? Well, I mean, if they I mean, if they get it small enough, if they get the if they the get density. The density is small enough, they could, you know, they can basically recreate the fibers so yeah you can totally mm. do it doable it's weird it's really weird 100 percent. yeah i don't know it's... i don't know would you i'd try one i try it i totally try it 100 percent. i would try it but Still, it's still weird. I have to also print something funny out of steak. I'm not sure what, but there's got to be something. <laughs> oh, like dice. set set up your dice. <laughs> dice. Oh my gosh, steak dice. Are you kidding? <laughs> you know how much money I'd make off a of steak dice? Yeah, Actually, it's, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> steak dice for <laughs> Like, like it is dumb. 100%. Roll for initiative and then eat the die. Hundred percent, it's really a dumb idea. I would make so much money. <laughs> I would, uh. I would, I would be able to buy a mansion with the money that I would have from making from steak, s- dice. steak dice. Yes, <laughs> because weird D nerds exist. Edible dice are a real thing that people make and so buy. The picture on this story. It looks like a steak from Minecraft. It does not even look edible. It looks like plastic. I mean... I don't want to see it. Don't make me look at it. It is oddly portioned. Uh, I mean, at that point, like, is it that much different than hamburger? Like, look at this. Look at how the meat is marbled with the fat. Yeah. I mean... But it... But they could perfectly, like, do, like, perfect marbling rates. Yeah. You could literally 50-50 marble that, that sucker. But still, the texture... It does look a little weird. It looks weird. It probably would taste weird. That does not look like it would have the right texture for a good steak at all. I mean, like I said, I'd still try it. I still want to see. Oh, yeah, I would try try it. it. I mean, I like Taco Bell's rehydrated ground meat. Yeah, right. Exactly. I mean, (laughs) well, I, yeah. Sawdust flavored Uh, with meat. (laughs) I like their, I like their, What, how much was it? Was it like 70% or something? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It <laughs> tastes good. I don't care. There's some filler there or something, I think. But yeah, that that, that looks like Minecraft. That doesn't look like... The meat. 3D printed steak? Yeah, that does look super <sighs> weird. I'm going to be like... It doesn't look appetizing, I'll say that. Uh, I mean, I eat burgers. It's fine. You know, like... Yeah. It's basically burger. It's ground up meat. I mean... 
hey, you want to hear another dumb story? I got a really dumb one, that, uh, and then we'll jump back to more nerdy stories. Um, there's a man who built a special tomb to preserve Flaming Hot Cheetos for 10,000 years. Like a special a bag. Sarcophagus. Huh? He made a sarcophagus. He made a, yes, he made a no Flaming Hot Cheeto sarcophagus. Um, basically. And he encased the Cheetos in resin. Don't yes, and he encased them in resin, which is cut like it's it. it it actually relates twice because that's what most dice are made out of. Uh, <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, he encased these this tomb of resin. He's made a tomb of resin. He wants to keep it around for 10,000 years. Basically, he's trying to send these Cheetos into, like, the future so that future civilizations will, like, will regain what we've what they've lost if they forget how to make Flaming Hot Cheetos, I guess. <laughs> I don't I don't even know. Look, this is what they ate in the past. The Cheetos company isn't sponsoring this project. Yeah, surprise, big surprise there. Yeah. <laughs> no one knows what human civilization will look like 10,000 years from now, but we do know they'll have at least one bag of flaming Hot Cheetos to remember us by. <laughs> I don't know if that's, that's the first line of this article. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to work. Like... I guess you can encase things in resin and they stay fresh. For 10,000 years? I don't know if that works that way with food, though. I don't feel like it should. Although, if I did expect something to last that long, it would be Flaming Hot Cheetos, surprisingly enough. Right. Because, like, that that red powder on, on those, like, the red, that weird red chemically taste... Like that's just gonna last forever. Yeah. You'll never die. That's yeah, that's nuts. That's kind of a crazy thing. I'm gonna uh, pause quick. Oh yeah. We have returned after that long pause. Oh yeah. So um I am I, I I'm I'm interested in what they're doing with uh some of the video game stuff. I've seen I've seen some of the news here. Um, you were telling me during our little break there that um, that they're revamping Warzone entirely. Yeah, that's kind of neat. I didn't yes. realize that they. I didn't realize it was a full revamp. It's Warzone two point Warzone two point So Warzone I, the sequel. I believe completely new map. Again? Oh yeah, because that's really soon. Like, uh, it's been a couple years almost. Not for, hasn't it? No, has it no. only been a year? Oh no! I mean, for uh, since they did, I mean, last time they introduced a new map, they just did that the Rebirth Island. Huh. And then uh, it's only. I mean, no, it's only been like a year. Has it? Yeah, it's only been like a year because it was last. When, it, when did Vanguard come out? I think Vanguard came out last winter. Maybe it did. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. Anyway, Warzone Two releases on the sixteenth. Yeah, because so, we didn't start playing until twenty, like really hard until twenty twenty. So the day after this episode airs, no, no, the day this episode airs, it's a, it should be out. Okay. Yeah, Warzone two point That's interesting because like, I wonder. I just wonder oh, what wait. they're gonna do. No, I'm, I'm I'm still wrong. Wednesday. 
No, oh, it's coming out Wednesday, my dudes. Comes out Wednesday. Uh, <laughs> so wow. I somehow I missed that. I don't know. Uh man, can you imagine all the people that are gonna like not have their stuff open or have something lose stuff again? Did you hear uh speaking of games that are changing up, did you hear about the guy that like had a bunch of loot boxes to open up? And he was saving them for like a stream. Mm-hmm. And they, when they switched over to Overwatch 2, they automatically opened all his boxes. Uh-uh. He had like $10,000 in boxes. Oh, wow. Like he had like several thousand boxes to open. Uh-huh. And they just opened them for him. He's like, no, why would you do that? <laughs> mm. so basically, he, I think he, I think you can trade the boxes if they're unopened as well. I think you can, like, give them away. I think they were four kit. Like, some of that was going to be giveaway stuff. Oh. So we couldn't do that anymore. <laughs> wow. So um, it does sound like there will be a break, and then Warzone will continue to be playable after the launch of 2.0. And it will be called Call of Duty Warzone Caldera. Okay. So they're going to keep Caldera open. They're probably getting ri- Yeah. They maybe they're doing the same thing they did with um I'll bet they're doing the same thing they did when they switched over the map last time where they had them both playable for a while for a little bit for a brief period of time they had them both playable and then uh, they did No, when they when they switched from Verdansk it went away completely. I'm thinking of Rebirth Island. You're thinking Sorry. of Rebirth Island. I'm thinking of Rebirth Island. Island. Still exists. That's still around. Yeah. That's still going to be around. Okay. Maybe they, I don't know. Maybe people are getting kind of sick of the, I guess people are getting sick of the uh, the island. A lot of people didn't like this one. Caldera I didn't like it as, as much, much. Not as much. I like it, but yeah, it's. I'm with them. Uh, I'm with them for as much as it is. You know, I didn't like it as much. Yeah. It's not that I hate it, but it's not as much. I like it, just not as much. Me too. I'm with you there. I am fully with you on that one. So the Call of Duty Warzone servers will shut down on November 16th and brought back online on the 28th. What are what are cheating hackers going to do? Like, there's going to be bored for a couple days? They're going to play some Fortnite, no, maybe? No, they'll, they'll cheat and hack on Warzone, too. No, I mean, like, <laughs> what are they going to do when it's shut down? Well, it's shut down. <laughs> They're just going to have to, like, sit at home and not use cheat codes? No, because they'll be using them on 2.0. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, when <laughs> they have the, like, the shutdown time. I know. There, get... there, there won't be a full shutdown time. Oh. It shuts down the day that 2.0 launches. Oh. So 2.0 will be going by itself for a couple oh, weeks. I see what's going on. Sorry, I misunderstood yeah. that. I misunderstood what you were And saying. then Warzone 1 will come back after a couple weeks, so... Well, and then the yeah, they also are have announced that they are um, launching DMZ mode as a uh, beta. Basically, they're beta testing it, right. uh, which is kind of neat. Basically, it is a you know try to get every, your whole team to escape mode instead of last team standing. You're trying to escape, and that might be a little bit different. Um. Because sometimes there's different, there are different strategies than just actually than just fighting to escape 
in games like this usually. So it might be there. It might be the case where there are a lot of different ways to win versus when instead of just being better at shooting than everybody else. Yeah, there might be some more strategy involved, which I do. I would I would like to see for sure. Okay. Let's see. Uh, uh, in other in other video game news, um, they have kind of made some soft announcements that Diablo Four. Um, is although it's a little more open world, like it's always going to be a little more open world. It is still going to have a beginning, middle, and end. Um, three was really good about their open world; it wasn't too bad. They didn't do too bad of a job. But it looks like four is going to be more open than the other ones are. Okay. Because right now it's kind of it's less of an open. It feels less like an open world, and more like a series of sandboxes, right? Right. I don't know if you've played Diablo 3 very much, but yeah. feels like a series of sandboxes. doesn't really feel like an open world. They were going for it. You can kind of tell, but it doesn't feel like that. I haven't played any Diablo since the original. Uh, yeah. It, though the, with the new one, they they give you the feeling of an open world with a map, but it doesn't... There's, you know, there's loading between, and it, all the textures change and all the like, stuff changes to the... So to that, I think that it would make more sense to it would make more sense to if they had like, you know, they could basically if they can cut out the loading screens in between the different places then they can uh, make it feel actually like an open world. They say this new one's got an open world, but it does have a beginning, middle and end because some people were worried that the new Diablo game was just going to be people running around doing side missions, which wouldn't have been exactly ideal no, not really. Not for that game. No, not. I mean, yeah, not for that game. You, well, they were worried that it really wasn't going to have a story mode, and it was just going to jump into like the end game type stuff, which is fun to a degree. I don't know. Dave was way more into it than I ever was. Um, at a certain point, when you play Diablo, it's like it it is less about skill and more about just really big numbers. And so you're trying to find the thing that gives you bigger numbers, the the ring that boosts the other ring that gives you the. Yeah, but isn't that true for all RPGs pretty much? Yeah, I don't know. It just didn't it didn't feel like trying to get through anything. It just felt like trying to find everything in the game. Oh, OK. And it became less of a it became less of a, hey, we're going to play this game together. It became more of like. All right, well, we need to go do our chores over in Diablo. <laughs> oh, man, I need to do a little grinding. Maybe I'll get that legendary. Oh, yeah. uh, maybe I'll get that legendary gem I want. Everybody's favorite grinding. Yeah. Well, just at a, at a certain level of it, it, it literally became numbers. Like, so certain, like, if you didn't play with each other for, like, a day or two, you could literally go from... You could literally go from being the big damage dealer for your team to not being able to do anything. Mm. You know, in the in the span of like a week. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> we also you could also we also there's also ways to like level up characters so you can literally level up your character as far as it will level 
which which is like which should be you know the top but really that's not the top that's the top that you can get from levels and that happens by go that happens you can do that in two minutes <laughs> yeah we did it in i think we fully leveled a character in four minutes one time in diablo 3 wow um, because all you have to do is basically you have to all you have to do is get a character that's already super leveled go into a high level encounter and take your low level friend along and your low level friend stands by the entrance door and you just kill everything because mm-hmm. you're on the same level. Mm-hmm. They get half the experience points. <laughs> so you get like a third of a level and they get 80 levels <laughs> <laughs> because they were going, you know, they're going off their how many levels to get from first level. So basically, yeah, you fully level in like four minutes crazy so yeah i'm glad they're doing a little more open world stuff because that might encourage more uh, i don't know getting together and playing rather than than just like leveling to level yeah basically Maybe. leveling to make the number bigger because <laughs> i didn't like i said at a certain point that's kind of why i quit because like yeah we're just making the number bigger and i'm not i'm just like not as fun Um, in the console gaming world, uh, Sega is telling Xbox Series S, Series S Sonic Frontiers players to change their console settings to 60 FPS, which means that basically they're trying, they basically they didn't make it for 30 frames. And some people are, um, apparently if they're, they're reporting online that they're stuck at 30 frames per second. And the game's marketed around how smooth it is. So 30 frames per second, not quite enough. Um, they're saying, yeah, uh, if your TV runs on a k find the display options and change uh, the settings to run at 1080p so the game runs smoother, but with lower <laughs> graphics. So basically they're saying, like, uh, if the game doesn't run right, drop your graphics. And I don't know if I love that because. So it sounds like it's only Xbox Series S. Yeah. Issue. Yeah. And that's not the that's the lower of the Xboxes. But still, would it be super disappointing to be like I saved up enough money to play my Sonic game and now I have to drop it down to 1080p? <laughs> I mean, so 1080p isn't bad it, on VR. Like 1080p is great on VR. If you got that right up to your eyeballs. But yeah. if you're 1080p on a regular, on a, you know, on an 8K, 4K display, that's not doing anything for you. It's like not helpful <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah, it, oh, that's. I don't know if I love that. That means that they didn't really set you it up right. Three quarters of your resolution. Yeah. And I mean, okay, so there are some people that are too too into their resolution right where they're like oh is there a single pixel off well i can't watch this i got a headache now yeah like calm down but also you can't tell me that they don't matter but they're right you can't tell me that they don't matter though like you know they don't matter no the resolution matters <laughs> like a little bit <laughs> at least a little bit oh i thought you meant the people that complain about the one pixel being off oh no no i'm saying like <laughs> 
you know, I understand, like, you know, not everybody's the, as sensitive as some people are, but everybody can tell the difference between 1080p and, 4, and 4K or 8K. 6K, 8K, whatever. Like, you can tell the difference very easily. Yeah. Especially when you downgrade. <laughs> so, I... Yeah, I really, really would feel I, that would suck if that was me. If I had to downgrade, I'd be really, really upset. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Let's jump into some other news. All right. Let's jump into let's go with let's go with some rumor news. So there is a rumor going around that a lot of DC's fans say that um, they would be very excited for uh, Jason Momoa to stay in if James Gunn decides to if James Gunn decides to remake like entirely remake the DC universe instead of playing Aquaman if Jason Momoa plays Lobo he does look right for it but also that's dumb. <laughs> And you were, I think you kind of brought up a point earlier of why that doesn't make any sense. So, like, it wouldn't make any sense to switch. Well, yeah, uh, if they've brought Henry Cavill back as Superman, why would they completely reboot everything? Yeah, well, yeah, and if, yeah, if you're trying to actually make a, man, like, a Henry Cavill Superman movie, it wouldn't make sense to recast Jason Momoa into Lobo. I mean, Lobo is a fun character, but Lobo is not a, Lobo doesn't have staying power, right? So, like, Aquaman can show up in five, six, seven, eight movies. And it's cool because he shows up because Aquaman's part of that universe. Lobo's going to get one movie at best. He's not even going to get, like, the main movie. He'll probably probably be a cameo, if anything. So Mm -hmm. I I think, well, I think Lobo's fun. Like, Lobo's not a main character. Really not. He's just not a good, like, I don't think he has enough to stay as a main character. Cause it's like his mythology is like, yeah, I killed everybody in my planet and I'm edgy and that's kind of it. It's not, I don't think that's enough to support a movie. Right. Um, like there isn't complexity to him. He's like, you know, every time somebody's like, Oh, he's in the comics. They, you know, like they're like, Oh, I see some good in him. He's like, no, there's no good. <laughs> there's no complexity. What you see is literally what you get with that character. Right. <laughs> I don't know why people are trying to like make it into a more complex character. It's really not. Uh, there is also some, uh, some movie rumors in the Marvel scene. Um, according to some Rumors that Avengers Secret Avengers Six or Avengers Secret Wars is set to be one of the biggest projects ever. Um, they are so a lot of people are thinking the way that they are going to introduce the Fantastic Four and the X Men are in this movie, uh, where they'll well they'll well not that they'll be introduced in no, it, that featured they'll pl- be featured in. This is the first movie they'll be featured in. Or sorry, uh, no. thank you for correcting me. It's where they'll be introduced, kind of like they okay. <laughs> Kind of like they are using Black Panther to introduce Ironheart. That's not a spoiler. That's in the trailer. <laughs> That's literally the trailer. Not really a spoiler. 
Yeah, no, what I'm saying is they'll have already been in other movies before right. this. Well, no, so I think that they're gonna, what they're going to do is they'll have them in little parts um, in the same way that, uh, like, the same way the, the Illuminati was in, um, the, uh, the same way the Illuminati was in uh, Doctor Strange, the Doctor Strange movie, the same way that Scarlet Witch was in there, where they're really, like, they're putting a, it's like a side character. It's like a, not a lead character, but a supporting character. So I think what they'll do is they'll put him in as supporting characters. And then like this movie might be their lead for Secret Wars. Um, At least a lot of people are thinking that. Not according to this article. It will be definitely as side characters. Well, <clears throat> Every character is going to have to be a side character in this movie. There's right. so many characters. Like, right. no, what I'm saying is that, like, this will be more of a lead for them. That's They're going to be focused on a little more in this. No, what I'm saying is it's a scene. They'll be featured in a scene reminiscent of the portals opening in Endgame. I don't. According to this. They're saying that. I, they're, I've seen a couple of different, like, I've seen a lot of theories on it. Yeah. I've seen a couple of different ones. This is the one that, like, this is the one I found today. But there's been a couple of different ones because, like what they're going to do because... Well, what the, this article's talking about the characters from other franchises, not the ones that are going to be the MCU characters. Oh. oh. This is talking about Tobey oh. Maguire and Andrew Garfield. Oh, okay. Hugh Sorry. Jackman, <laughs> other... I just read the title and I assumed it was the same thing. You gotta read the articles. I read the article earlier this week. <laughs> I don't remember where it was. Right. <laughs> It was on my feet. Anyways, so... And several sorry. members of the previous Fox X-Men and other... That would be... Fantastic yeah. Four well, and the, so other that, things. That would... That, and that's... That's a way they could do it, too. I just... Like, yeah. A lot of these characters will have been introduced in other movies already, but not these movie. ones. Not these ones. Not these specific ones, ones for this scene. Oh, man. So they're giving the Spider-Man no way Or rumored they're giving the Spider-Man... Uh, no way home treatment to everybody. Sort of, yeah. Um, could we just could we just not have it at the Fantastic Four again? Or actually, no, I take it back. I'm gonna love for the Fantastic Four to be in this. Actually, can we also get Howard the Duck and uh? You know, I know it's different universes, but can we get the Constantine from the like the the wrong no. Constantine as well, so they can all die in this movie? <laughs> like just die horribly. You mean the? Uh, can I get the jigsaw from the um, the, ha- the Howard the Duck that Lucasfilm gave us? Yes. Still Marvel. <laughs> Still Marvel. Uh, oh yeah, I know. I'm just saying I that version. Yes, I'm talking about that version specifically. Uh, <clears throat> Also, could we also get the um, Jigsaw from uh, the Punisher is Punisher Warzone? Yeah, that's the one. Punisher Warzone. I never watched that one. Uh, I did. He's lit- he literally looks like one of the so he looks like Evil Ash. Okay, so so when with yeah, right yeah you've eyes. told me about it yeah it okay. looks it doesn't even look like a real person. So when we were talking before we started recording, I said, oh, I'll talk about that when we get to it. So that brings me to my point. I was this this article. Mm-hmm. Bring um, 
Thomas Jane in his version of the Punisher for this movie would be amazing. That actually would be pretty cool. Because I actually like Thomas Jane's version I of the Punisher. I really liked his version. Yeah, I did too. The movie, the writing suffered a little bit with the movie. Oh, it, it suffered. It wasn't time. great. It, it, it's, was all, it was all right. It was way better than what we had previously. That's true. And it was still way better than Punisher Warzone. Uh, yes. From everybody yes. that I know of that's... Yes, 100%. I still prefer his version of the Punisher to... Uh, Punisher Warzone, Burnthal. really? So, yeah, I like Burnthal's But the better. writing for the Punisher series, Netflix, and John Burnthal was way better. The writing was... I th- Okay, so he did not look as much like Frank Castle looks in the comics. But he did do a better job acting like Frank Castle. And the other one they tried to, like, war in Punisher Warzone, what they tried to do is they, like, they tried too much to look like the comics. Yeah. And in doing so, they actually made it not, like the, not like the comics at all. No. <laughs> right. And Ray, Ray Stevenson is a really good actor too. So he is. I, it's, I, I yeah, I don't feel think it was bad his, that his. I don't think it was his fault, but like movie as the character, they was definitely made horrible. it. <laughs> like, if they would have filmed it in black and white, they could have called it Sin City Two. <laughs> Before Sin City came out, yes, <laughs> yes, they, Sin City one, Sin City a half, I guess. <laughs> like you could double feature it with Sin City and wouldn't tell the difference because like <laughs> the. Um, the parkour Rasta assassins that get killed in like three seconds. They're my favorite part. But yeah, so Feige. Bring Thomas Jane back as the Punisher. Yeah, but Thomas movie. Jane's good. Yeah, Thomas Jane was Please. really good. Uh, if, if you don't bring anybody else from any other previous franchise, bring him. Is the guy that... I was trying to remember what that guy's... Which wrestler was it? Like... The, the, so who's the wrestler that played the Russian... Huh? The Russian, the is the, the big guy with the stripes. He's just called the Russian. Oh, uh, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to remember what wrestler it was because that we can bring back that guy because that guy's amazing. Oh, uh, as well. Which one? Kevin Nash. Oh, was oh, Kevin Nash the? <laughs> I I don't know. Hold on. That's a good. Oh question. yeah, he's still around. Yeah. I was gonna say he. If I don't he's see not, it, He's not all that old. I don't see. Yeah, I was like Kevin Nash isn't that old. Yeah, I was looking like is Kevin Nash still acting? Is he still? He's wrestling? getting old, but he looks old. But I mean, what, who did what? What did he play the Russian in? He played this in guy. Which one? He played this guy in the original Punisher movie. The Dolph Lundgren one. No, this no. is the nineteen. This is the. Um, it was the Thomas Jane. Yeah. One? Okay, I, it's been a while since yeah. I watched it, so, so I can't remember him. Yeah, being in it. he um. So, <clears throat> Kevin Nash, my favorite story about a Punisher movie is that um, somebody was, met some there was a prop guy who was uh, talking to cute girls, and he forgot to switch the props out. So, Thomas Jane stabbed Kevin Nash in the chest with a real knife. <laughs> it was a dull knife, too, which made it even worse. Oh. And apparently Kevin Nash just like said, like, you got any super glue? And he just like put it back together and kept going. <laughs> and then he threw Thomas Jane through a wall in real life. <laughs> yeah. And like they like they they also were trying to like rig up a thing so that Kevin Nash could pick up Thomas Jane 
they're like, they're like, well, we need to, you know, make it convincing that you can pick this guy up with your hands. He's like, and he reaches out and just picks him up by a shirt collar. He's like, yeah, I can. I, yeah. Kevin Nash is not a small guy. No. It was, well, they just were like, they weren't sure. Cause they were, cause they're like, he's a wrestler. So maybe some of it's fake. <laughs> I mean, it, it's scripted. It's and scripted. Some of the punches and stuff like that is fake, but the uh, lifting each other and throwing each other around, that's, I mean, that's pretty that, real. You can't fake physics. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. They aren't trying to actually murder each other. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> they are really throwing each other around. <laughs> so it's not, it's, so it's kind of fake, but not in the way you mean. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, that's my favorite story. I don't know why we got off on that tangent, but, uh, Oh, yeah. 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 So, no, no. So I was saying I, it would be cool to see uh, the Russian show up as like as a um, as a part of the um, as a part of the movie, just in the at least just throw him in the background or the background, because like in the Marvel universe, he is like a scary known entity that people are terrified of. Right. Like. Like. He does fight superheroes that have powers and he wins sometimes. He does not get killed immediately. Like he fights the Punisher a couple times in the comics and gets blown up a lot. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I, that would be something I'm curious. To, I'd, I'd be I'd enjoyed if they if they decide to go that route, if they just have him walk through the background. Be very excited about that. Yeah. That's an if. That's a theoretical. That's a that's a tangent right there. That is a Matt that's a, tangent. That's a what if. That is a what if Matt tangent big time. Um, that's all the big comic book TV show stuff that they really have announced this week. Um, for other nerdy TV shows, they did do a, another a new trailer. For the Witcher Blood Origin, that is coming soon. I I'm a little bit excited about that, um, just because even though they um, even though they're are, they might be having a rocky time with their fourth season, the Blood Origin stuff really doesn't have a uh, doesn't have a book to mess with, and it doesn't have Geralt in it, so they can't mess that up. Wait. Can, but not well no they can't they can't mess that up in this series like they don't have anything to mess up here the blood origin stuff like there's no book for it so they're basically taking the lore and making a thing this is they're doing the they're doing uh, I didn't realize this at the time but they're very much doing something Lord of the Ringsy um, because this is supposed to be set uh, <clears throat> 1200 years before uh, Geralt and the Siri. So this is basically their like some of their origin stories are that like their first age essentially. And Michelle Yeoh's in it, so yeah, that's awesome. Michelle Yeoh's in it, and they have a cool mythos here that isn't just Geralt is awesome. He is, but also they do have a really there are cool other people that exist in that world that are cool. Also, <laughs> I'm just saying, you know like Geralt is the coolest person in the world in that world, um, but. There are also other cool people in that world, and there are other cool times that they kind of describe. 
or that they have reference like reference materials for, but they don't have any real books for. So I, I'm excited what they're going to do with this, with the Blood Origin. Um, I do not know. I just literally, I do literally have no idea what they're going to do with it. If they're going to like show the, um, if they're going to, because they're supposed to like have some pivotal stuff that leads to some of like how some of the magic works in this world. Um, I'm curious if they're going to start like start some of the um, some of the Witcher magic, which basically is a in the in that world is a weird perversion of the normal magic. Oh. So, I, I, so it's it's going to tell about the creation of the first Witcher. Yeah, the I just want to know prototype. like the prototype of Witcher. <laughs> yeah. so we don't like I just want to know if they're going to. Like, are they going to are they going to call them mutants? Are they going to be like, yes, this is a mutated person. This is no longer a human. Because uh, that's, oh. you know, that's. Shall we uh, take a look at the trailer really fast? Oh, sure. Let's do that. I'm going to pause. Yeah. With this, I think that they also. It seems that they also are going to have the Witcher fighting more. Uh, there are more, are more fighting than the Witcher. Um, yeah. So the Witcher has a lot of fighting. It does. But it's kind of sectioned off, right? This looks like it's full on a war. And it versus seems like it's like mostly elves. Yeah. Uh, well, elves play a pretty big part in their backstory yeah. and their lore. Basically, elves right. are their, you know, were the ones that had the magic in this world. Yeah. From the beginning. Uh, so that's human, what I'm yeah. Humans basically stole it, changed it and messed it up. Like they do. Or at least that's the feeling. <laughs> um, <clears throat> humans also in this world didn't exist from the beginning. Right. They weren't around for all time. They like they're actually fairly new. Yeah. So I think it seems like this is set before. Yeah. Humans were around, possibly even. Well, I don't. I don't. I don't remember how. I think they're I, I how think, recent they are. I think the Witcher stuff is actually like some of the early Witcher stuff is actually giving humans magic. If I'm not mistaken, it's confusing because some of it's just lore that we've heard or like passing lines in the book. Right. Um, so. So Blood Origin also stars Mini Driver, Lenny Henry. Uh, Lawrence Offering. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I'm saying that right. Sophia Brown, Marin Mack, Lizzie Annis, Francesca Mills, Zach Wyatt, and who Novelli. Okay, I know who Minnie Driver and Lenny Henry are. I don't know who any of those other actors are. It's, I don't remember who they all are, to be honest. <laughs> um, but I. Like I said, I, I'm ex I'm excited they're exploring this, like the lore of this a little more because there is yeah. a lot of really cool stuff. There's a lot of like source material. There's a lot of like side books that were written by Andrew. I can never say his that wrote the books. I can never say his last name right. I get it wrong every time. So I'm trying to be good about like 
getting it right, but... Uh, and <laughs> old uh, <sighs> old Andy. I'm gonna call him Andy. <laughs> I can't pronounce his first name right either. Uh, and Rez Reg and Reg Shapovsky. Anyways, the guy who wrote the Witcher, the Polish guy that wrote the Witcher, that has a really hard name to pronounce for me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that guy. He did do a lot of cool lore. Like, he is a little bit arrogant about it, and he's a little... He's always upset about, like, that the, the uh, games and the... Uh, the games, the audiobooks, and the show are basically what drove the popularity of his stuff. Um, he's always super salty about that, that it wasn't more popular as a book. It just wasn't, and it's not like it's nothing I can really do about it. But he did write a good story. He does have good mythos. He does have like good fundamentals. His book is good. That's why it made so many good pieces of like all so many different pieces of media that actually are really good. So I, to a point, I understand his frustration. Like, why couldn't this be more popular when I wanted it to be? But he's you know you gotta. Got a little give and take, and this is, you know, this is the give here. Is where you're, you're, go you are going to get a really, really cool story uh, told just years and years after you want it to be. Yeah, unfortunately. So our next story. Mm -hmm. There oh, has yeah. been a video game console oh, yeah. created for dogs. It's so wholesome. Yeah, that helps with separation anxiety and dog. Uh, dog dementia. Yeah, I didn't know dog as they complete like challenges or whatever yeah. or levels in games it dispenses dog treats to them i didn't know this was like a i didn't know this was a field people were even going into but it actually looks pretty neat and basically they play by booping their nose on the screen um yeah that's adorable like that's 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 an adorable story so there's a video of dogs playing whack-a-mole by yeah tapping on the screen they tap on the screen with their noses, so they don't actually, like, smash it, which is good. It's more like a... Sounds like there's Whack-A-Mole, a pinball game, and a counting game. Yeah. A fitness tracker that they can wear, and a phone app, so you can monitor the dog's progress and control the treat supply. Yeah, and, well, it, it looks like it will require a little bit of training, so you don't, like, have your dog destroy that screen. And yeah, but I imagine that screen's built pretty. Well, the real the production one will probably be built a little more. Like this is still in This is still early production. This is still being trained. This is still yeah. like being built. This is still really being worked on. Um, it like I said. Oh man, it's yeah, it's adorable seeing the the husky. The husky is adorable. I'm a sucker for a husky video. Uh, wow. Dogs playing video games might be the most wholesome thing I think I've talked about all day. See, here, there's a couple things in this article that I didn't realize or know. Um, apparently, scientists have determined that board games lower the risk of dementia in humans. So it makes sense that dogs playing video games can can do the same thing. But here's another one. This sentence right here I had I haven't heard, and it's kind of scary. 
Researchers have found that lab-grown human brain cells can learn to play Pong. I mean, it's not a very hard game. No, but... <laughs> lab-grown human brain cells? Yeah. You mean computers? <laughs> but it's still a brain cell, not a... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. Sure, if you're calling the brain a computer, which it basically is, but still. I know what you mean. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you go about testing that. I'm really curious. <laughs> how are you like, all right, this computer, this brain cell, it's really good at Pong. It's playing Pong. It's playing Pong. Okay. It knows. It doesn't yeah, know. I don't understand how they Here's the thing. test that. I'm a fully grown adult man and I don't, and like when I'm playing Pong, it looks like the computer playing Pong. It doesn't look much better. Like, it's not like, yeah. wow, look at that Pong skill. It's up and down. Okay. With that, we're going to go on a break. All right. Whoops. Why did I hit that? Sorry. We're back. <laughs> and that's the joke. Ha ha, we're leaving. Uh, now, we do have a few more news stories, though. Just a couple. A couple of few. Um, uh, oh, oh, no, no. I'm taking a rip away your soundboard card. <laughs> uh <clears throat> Okay. So Jordan Peele uh, and his Monkey Pie Productions are going to produce uh, a. They are going to get into producing a podcast called "The Quiet Part Out" or uh, "Quiet Part Loud." It is supposed to be the scariest, marketed as the scariest podcast of all time. Um, I don't know what that means for Jordan Peele stuff. Like, hmm. it might be really, really good. Um, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious what they, what, you know, how they're going to like, I'm curious how they're going to make it scarier than anything I've ever heard. So this is definitely a, this is definitely going to be more like an, it is an audio drama podcast. It might be, uh, not a traditional podcast. Like they're not going to be like just doing a regular like we're doing here and all of a sudden it's scary out of nowhere I think it's going to be a this is going to be a story this is definitely going to yeah. be more of a audio drama rather than yeah that's what it is that's what yeah that's what I, that is reportedly what it is uh, it would be funny if they just switched it they're like yep nope not scary at all existential dread uh, <clears throat> I don't know. It's it is again for, because it's George Veal stuff has a little bit of politics stuff in it. I'm curious. I'll probably listen to it. See if it's gonna get. Uh, if it's really good, we'll review it. Yeah. And if it's really really good, then I'll promote it. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh. It's interesting that there's a lot of bigger companies and bigger, like, it's interesting that there's a lot of bigger companies, bigger stars, 
getting into podcasting. Uh, it's really exploding as a platform still, which is thrilling for me. So I'm thrilled. I'm kind of thrilled that they're doing a Jordan Peele scariest podcast of all time. I'm curious to see what it actually ends up being, but we'll see. Um, <clears throat> there is also a weird little announcement. I'll do the less important one, then we'll finish strong with the uh, the image one. So Shout Factory and Joel Hogshan's alternative are anti. <laughs> are there Can't words say there? Words. <laughs> <laughs> hey, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 people are putting out a really big thing, are having a marathon on Thanksgiving. Uh, apparently they're going to do 10 feature-length episodes and one short film. Um, if you've not watched these episodes, if you've not watched them, they do go on pretty, they are pretty long episodes, so that is going to be, that they're going to have to get through that maybe three times in the day, I think. At best, they're going to do it three or three times. Okay. Um, oh, here's the full schedule. Oh, they're the full schedule? Yeah. Hey, there it is. The Sword and the Dragon, the Starfighters. Catalina Caper. Caper. Party Beach, horror, the horror of Party Beach. Santo and the Treasure of Dracula. Uh, Beyond Atlantis. Warrior of the Lost World. City Limits. Parts, the Clonus Horror. Oh, yeah, that's a fan-selected one. Uh, yeah. Then Mitchell. And Sleep for Health. It's ironic that Sleep for Health is going to be going at 3 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been being hosted by Felicia Day and Rebecca Hansen. Yeah, they are hosting the... It's weird. Okay, so it's weird because they're hosting a thing that is a thing about hosting a thing, <laughs> Right? It's like us doing a podcast about another podcast about Marvel comics. Sort of, sort of because they're, they're not really. because they're doing they're hosting a thing that is about uh, funny hosts. Yeah, and some of them are robots, right? Or robot puppets. <clears throat> Robe puppets. I don't know. Uh. Anyway, so <laughs> looking at, regardless of that, some of these are episodes that had not debuted on anything except for their exclusive streaming service. They are going to be now streaming on Shout Factory. They're going to be uh, airing on Shout Factory, which if you happen to have a newer smart TV, it's usually one of the um, Shout Factory is usually one of the uh, weird free TV um channels that you get for the fake TV. Like I'm a, I say fake it's real TV, but like it's like a, it looks like a, it's basically free Samsung, like the Samsung plus free TV that I get on mine. It has a bunch of channels like that. Okay. Or, you know, not real surfaces like Apple TV. No, I'm just kidding. 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 <laughs> kidding. Apple TV is real. I know it exists. Um, so image is offering a big portion of their yeah digital 
We did do this already. Did we do this already? Yeah, we already did this one. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. I just, it's fine. I we, forgot that we did this already. Yeah, we did do this one. Are you but sure? we didn't talk, we can talk about it a little more in depth. we talked about it before we started recording. We can talk about it a little more in depth. We think, don't need to. Uh, if yeah. we already talked about it, we don't need to talk yeah. about it a second Kick-Ass time. Kick-Ass <laughs> Walking Dead, Saga. Um, and we were talking right. about stuff that's currently available. Yeah. yeah, we did talk. I re- Yeah. We did talk about this. I don't know why I clicked on that one. Okay. <clears throat> uh, all right. So, with this, uh, let's do a... Hmm. What do we do to end? <laughs> I don't even know. I'm sorry. It has been a very long weekend, surprisingly enough, getting ready for the holidays is just as stressful as the holidays themselves. week. Yeah. My brain is tired. Mine too. <laughs> we 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 did have a very different show planned out for for this week, but um, there were there there were some scheduling conflicts. scheduling conflicts. Yeah, so it's um, the show we had planned for. Yeah, we will be resume or we have postponed for a couple of weeks. So <laughs> so we so. scrambled to give, give some, you a show tonight. Give you some stories. Some stories. There's, give you some stories this week. So. Check Some out our stories. stuff. Um, <clears throat> stories. If you want to, if you, yeah, there we go, shouting. If uh, if you want to stay one with stay up today with the Comic Talk Six One Six, we're calling it the Comic Talk Six One Six Book Club. Um, basically, it's where we are reading comic books. Uh, the next one we are going to be reviewing oh. is Punisher Kill Crew. Okay, number. Uh, it's a five-part miniseries that came out right after War of the Realms. Okay. Uh, basically, there's some, like, Punisher's still ticked off that people died in War of the Realms, and so, like, everybody else is happy because it's over, and he's like, no. No, but those guys need to die. <laughs> <laughs> so, Punisher Kill Crew, um, it is a kind of a throwback to the scroll <laughs> Kill Crew. Um that has come out a couple different times. Punisher Kill Crew is a lot different, though, because it takes a lot of people that are mytholog- mythological beings. And so the Punisher is now trying to punish, like, the frost, gods. Like frost giants. <clears throat> okay. And gods. And so, it's awesome. It's just Punisher of War, if you will. The Punisher of War. Um, this is peak crazy Punisher story. Like, this is peak the Punisher gets mixed in with the Marvel universe. Cause there are some Punisher stories that seem very self-contained. A lot of their stuff, like with the mafia, it doesn't feel as it's street level. It's street level. This is not street level. This is him going after like cosmic beings. Yeah. So interesting. Uh, so if you get a chance, check it out on, we, we are going to check it out on Marvel unlimited. I would check it out on Marvel unlimited or go to your favorite comic book shop. If you're able to, I know for sure our favorite comic book shop, our local comic book shop here, does not have issues one through five. Because I looked. <laughs> Steve. Come on, man. I'd have to get reprints. And I don't <laughs> know if I want to get them that bad. Right. I want to read the story. And I want to talk about this story. But I'm not sure if I need a book for the story. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways. It sounds okay. interesting. Anyway, so. Look forward to reading it. what we're checking out. So Punisher Kill Crew. Uh, from 2019 
it, or the, yeah, 2019 is when it came out at the very end of 2019, right before 2020. So grab that, check it out. We're going to review it starting next week. So we will, with that, I think that's everything we got for this week. So we will see you later. Uh, this is Matt from Comic Talk 616. And Steve also from Comic Talk 616. Because that's what you're listening to. Because that's what you're listening to. Saying have a lovely, lovely rest of the day. And we will see you guys next week. Check out our stuff on Friday. Or check out our stuff every Friday and Wednesday. We do have the Nerdy News Break. So check it out there too. Have a good time. I don't know what to do now. Goodbye. Bye. Jake is wrong! 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 Jake is